Welcome to Living a Maintenance Life. I'm the host and creator, Carlos Damien, a.k.a. Los AFFA. This podcast is about our Shogun Warriors. It's about their stories, their perspectives, and insight into their lives. My hopes for this podcast is to have conversations with different maintenance pros from across our group in order to learn each other better. Over my career, I've served as a maintenance pro, MTI, and first sergeant. I've met amazing people from across the globe, but right here and now, I get the privilege to serve with 2,400 maintenance professionals. Here are some of our conversations. Welcome to Living a Maintenance Life. I'm your host, Carlos Damien, a.k.a. Los AF Jefe. I have an age ranger with me today. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Abelardo Salinas Flores, also known as just Salinas. Where do you work at? I work at Northside Age. What do, what do you call it? Do you call it Nage? What do you guys call it, North Age? We call it Nage. Nage. Can you explain to the audience uh, who may not know what Age actually stands for? Age is short for Aerospace Ground Equipment. Okay. And what do you do on a day-to-day basis? We do uh, dispatch. We do maintenance. We also do uh, inspections. Any given day, it looks different than what you do? Oh, 100%. It's always different. There's never going to be a day where it's the same. One day you're caught up on a mule. The other day you're doing dispatch all day. Then some other days you're uh, you're helping out, like doing red balls, like real quick. It's always something to be done. Something, or you got to go run down to the back shops and help them out because, for instance, hydraulics back shop will need Cygnus. And then you probably need to go to Kilo or K5 Bright on last minute because uh, C5 just dropped down and they need jacks. Oh, so you support some of the other agencies. Yeah, you, you support AMC, you support the back shops, all of them. And then you support all the jets. Do you do also the the 353rd? For Northside, yes. So okay. it's the whole division. So you got Northside and Southside. And then everything that's on the Southside of the flight line is all yours for Southside. Then Northside, it's everything that's up there, that's all yours. How long have you been in? I've been in for a year and a half. About a year and a half now? And I, yeah, and I pretty much did everything that a maintainer has already done for age so far, from being a dispatch to maintenance to support now. And where are you coming from? What's your hometown? Long Beach, California. Long Beach, California. How old are you? I'm 25. 25 years old from Long Beach. What did you do prior to coming in? I did lots of like fast food and working at retail side jobs while you're going to college. One day it just hit me like I wanted to do something bigger than me. So I joined the Air Force. You just had a... I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do this no more. I want something more, more of me, like more aircraft maintenance, more hands down, like more earning. So what did your folks say when you, uh, when they're you joined? against it. They're really? like, nah, you're not doing that. <laughs> they're so against it to them. They thought it was like the army. So where are they coming from? What did your parents uh, come from? Uh, they both came from Mexico. What part? Both of them are actually from Guadalajara. Okay. So from Jalisco. It's my favorite type of Mexican food. Yeah. I love the, the birria. Tortas ahogadas. Oh, those are pretty good. And you know what you can get here in Okinawa? Oh yeah. You can't get no good Mexican food. There's none of that here. I'm always on like that Comida Mexicana uh, Facebook page. (laughs) Just trying to see what they got, like some home food. Yeah, so uh, they make a lot of money on that too. Yeah. That's awesome. 15 bucks a plate. I'm like, okay, man. Sometimes you got to do what you got to (laughs) do. I'll pay 25 bucks a plate. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's home cooked stuff. Being from Long Beach, you got a rich side, you got a poor side, you got a middle class side. A lot of influence. Uh, on the West Coast comes from Long Beach. How did how did Long Beach influence you growing up? 
It's very diverse, first of all. It's crazy what you get there. You get anything from there. And it influenced me a lot because coming to the military, I knew that it was going to be the same, diverse, and I'm already used to that culture, you know? Like the whole, um, like you said, rich side, poor side, and everything. It's all one. 25 years old, you joined the Air Force. Anything that was like a, recru- like a recruiting poster or anything or something that jumped out at you? Like, oh, Actually, you want to join the Air Force? No, it was just out of like, it was like, because I'm a very big uh, like space guy. Like I love anything with science, space, or like STEM. And then one day I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do what I used to tell my dad. Like, oh, I want to be a pilot or I want to go into something like the Air Force. And I just like one day... It was like a quarter-life crisis kind of thing. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to join the Air Force, man. You only live once. Let's do it. And how does it work out so far for oh, you? It's, it's been amazing, like 100%. If I could go back in time, I'd be like, hey, man, thank you so much for joining and doing this. Really? Yeah, because so far I've done a lot since I've been here, like a lot, a lot. Have you been uh, in TDY anywhere? <laughs> yeah, I've been in TDY to Miyazaki, okay. mainland Japan. And so far I even got in Senate flight there. On an F-15. All right. So that by itself already wrapped up everything. I was like, oh, I love this. 18 months. Yep. You already 18 months and already. I'm flying on Thursday for the first time in an F-15. Really? I've been in for over 20 years. Oh, man. <laughs> so good job. It's amazing, especially when you're going mock. Like when you're breaking mock and just like, oh, it's amazing. That's cool. What a yeah. great experience. Especially like getting to know the, the pilot and the mission and like how H really supports the flight line. I'm That's like, awesome. Wow. So with this, you live in a maintenance life. It's a tough life. I mean, it's not, it's definitely not an easy life. It's, uh, uh, it's different for everybody. We have a lot of different maintainers. A lot of folks, when you tell them you're in maintenance, they automatically think what? Just turning wrenches, you know, just the huge work, getting all dirty, you know, getting hydro on you, 12 hour shifts. Is that necessarily your experience? Uh, so far the first half, yes, because of the whole pandemic, we had to go to Panama's we worked out out of like three to four people shops. It was like very straining, especially being like a three level, trying to get your five level. And you got your five level now. Yeah, I got my five level. Oh man, doing all those jobs. Yeah, learning everything from the start, and then you know getting pushed to be the middleman in age. You know, you gotta have all three radios. You gotta be out in the flight line, getting all these calls. And then learning the whole like flight line language, you know, with, oh, um, you know, with like red balls, stuff like that, mock. So when you, when you, uh, when you talk to your folks and you're FaceTiming, uh, family and friends who aren't in the military, maybe back home, they do, they feel like you speak a completely different language now? Oh yeah. Uh, I bring out words that they've never heard before. Like even I, the thing I do is I, even with my wife, I tell her like, stories of the day and sometimes i don't catch myself but i do a lot of abbreviation when i speak oh absolutely it was like oh yeah i had to go take a some oil to ndi so they could check on it and you know she's like well first of all what's ndi what's all this and i'm like oh my bad then i have to explain everything little by little what is your favorite quote or favorite song or favorite movie do you got something that you feel like represents you and why yeah, I have a favorite quote, and it's from uh, Albert Einstein. His is, uh, life is like a bicycle, and in order to keep balance, you got to keep moving. And have you used that, you've applied that throughout your life now? Oh, yeah. I've done it 
plenty of times where I'd keep moving. So since you got here, you've probably worked around some pretty influential folks like uh, the senior uh, just brought you in. One of the most dynamic seniors we have in the group. Very pro age. Obviously, he's an age uh, mechanic, a, an age ranger himself. Who's the most influential maintainer that you've met so far? So far, hands down, it would probably be Master Sergeant Freddy Cruz. Freddy Cruz. Sure. For sure. Right off the bat, intimidating, but down to earth will teach you anything. Like You could ask him anything on like a gas turbine engine. He'll break it down for you. Stop what he's doing to explain it. What are some of the things that you like you see that he does that kind of inspire you or make you want to work harder? He's very approachable and also he's very well-rounded, I want to say. You see him and he looks like he's already doing everything. Like he is on track. He's already caught like understanding the situation. You know what good maintenance looks like. Yeah. You know what good professional airmen look like. What do you feel makes a good maintainer? Hmm. What makes a good maintainer would probably be being an open maintainer, I want to say, being able to learn from your peers, being able to like understand that the way you do it isn't always going to be the right way. And it's always better to be open-minded and work as, as a team, you know. If you want to get something done, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. Absolutely. There it is. We say that there's a captain sitting right outside that door that uh, we were stationed at a different base together. And she used to always say that teamwork makes the dream work. It does. It really does. Like, especially like when you're an expediter, uh, not an expediter, but like a dispatch. You Sometimes you're, when you're lucky, you have a second dispatch. So, you know, you're working on like all these jets, right? Blue and red. Sometimes you're like, hey, man, I'm kind of stuck here doing some locks runs. Can you uh, help me out? And then, you know, that teamwork comes in. Absolutely. They help you out and then they accomplish a mission. So going through basic training, going through tech school, and then now being here at your first base, what are some things that you value out of your teammates? Are your other A1Cs out there that are out there in the same position of you learning, getting out, getting out there and getting after stuff? What are some things that you uh, value out of your peer group? I value their endurance, how hardworking they are, how they're able to adapt to such changes, especially coming from like different backgrounds, like coming from like, like say Kansas or something like that, and then going to something like Okinawa where you're hit, you're hit with like culture shock, pandemic, and all these stress stressors where like some of them are single. They live in like the dorms. They really can't do much other than work, sleep, and work. So I really, really, really do appreciate their hard work too. So you said you're married. You're 25, 25 yeah. years old. How long have you been married? I've been married for two years now. Two years? Two years. And you just had your first child? I just had my first child. So for the listeners out there, I asked, I go by age and I stick my head in there and I usually yell as loud as I can. I still don't have an age person on my show. And, you know, your, your team, uh, the team over there that works at the, the EMS hangar, they, you know, they laugh, they chuckle. And then they finally, after probably about four or five times doing that, you know, still don't have an age person on the show. You are the over, overwhelming person. They're like, oh, you have to have him on your show. This is, this is, we were just waiting. Um, I appreciate that. So you're here, you're married, uh, you're doing, you know, you're doing big things. You just had your first child and you came in here off of your leave to come do this show. hundred percent. I was like, man, I heard your name. It was like that. I don't know if you've ever seen like that Vince McMahon meme where it's like getting better and better. I was like, (laughs) oh, podcast. I love podcasts. Oh, Chief Damien's going to do it. Oh, it's getting better and better. I I appreciate it. I was was stoked to have you on. I was really excited to have you on the show. Um, So 
as you're going through this, how does your family support you? Uh, so far now, they support me 100%. They've been there. They always ask questions. My dad's very like curious on like the Air Force life. He thinks it's like very like top secret Air, Area 51 life, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, it's not like that, but I mean, pretty similar. You got brothers and sisters as well? Yeah, I have uh, two brothers and two sisters. Do they, uh, are they very influential in the, how you, how you came in as an airman and you know, kind of your thought processes? Sort of no, because I was more of the, I was the older child. Oh, the whole. Yeah. So I was more of the looked up to child. So I really wanted to better myself. So I did this. I was like, all right. Are we recruiting any of your brothers and sisters at this point? I'm trying to get my youngest brother, actually. He's working like fast food, like me. But I was like, hey, man. You can do something better like Air Force and then probably just choose a better job in a way, you know, like a more lenient because he's not very much a maintainer kind of guy. So maybe something a little bit more. More of the admin, you know. Well, that's that's the thing about the Air Force. It's got something for everybody. I mean, you could be a maintainer. You know, some people are better administratively. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, some people can swim in a lot of different pools and a lot of different oceans. But, you know, and I like that. And if you don't like what you do, you can always change, too. You can cross-train. You can do DSDs. You can go out there and do a bunch of different things. Oh, yeah. So you're you're a six-year enlistee? I'm a four. Oh, whoa. Four. That's I, like a unicorn. I'm, like, on the verge of, like, next year, it's my day, May 2023. Okay. That's when my four years is over. So what would keep you in, then? Oh, man. At this point, I'm probably just going to stay. Really? I'm already, like, hooked. So they what, got me. what is it? Is it the camaraderie? Is it the, the, the teamwork, like you said? What is, what, what, what's going to keep you to sign on that dotted line again? Well, so far, it's already been great. And one of my uh, old technical instructors told me this. He said, it only gets better. It does. And I'm like, well, look at me. I'm just an A1C, but I'm loving it. 16 years down the line or something like that, you know, I wonder where I'll be. It gets better. Um, it gets tougher. Mm-hmm. It gets better. It gets worse. It gets, you know, you're going to go through, you go through so much in your career, so many uh, peaks and valleys, so many ups and downs, and you're going to deal with that adversity. So that leads me to my next question is, uh, you don't think that people have stories that you don't think that others had dealt with adversity in their life. Can you share with me a piece of adversity that you've had to deal with and how you overcame that? Oh yeah, definitely. I have this big adversity. That's uh time, time. I, I suck at like over planning and doing way too much than I should, especially like as a maintainer, you're working hard and you, I have a family, so I have to make time for my wife then obviously I sometimes at work I make time for my peers. I'm like, yeah, I'll join you on this hike. And then they overlap themselves a lot at certain times. So it's very, very difficult at times. But if you get a handle on it now, it's going to serve you very well in the future. Because at the end of the day, and I'm sure you've heard this before, this uniform will come off. I'm at the twilight of my career. I'm at the very end of it. And I know it's going to come off. But the kids... The, uh, my spouse, my family, my friends, they're still going to be there. So, you know, pace yourself, pace yourself and work that balance and, you know, that adversity that you face, make sure that you're doing that. Do you kind of wish you came in and right after high school? No, absolutely not. Really? I don't, I think honestly I would have gotten in trouble. I would have gotten in trouble 
with like say something minor like probably drinking with the, my peers or something okay but honestly i came at the right time it's like prime time i know from the past like what dumb things are what you shouldn't do so i feel more mature right now than ever when you you get new people in the shop you're not the newest person in the shop anymore no so the newest person that comes in the shop what piece of advice do you give them have a want have a want yeah have a goal definitely a goal in mind because like mo- most of my sergeants they usually tell me this and i do believe it it's like no one invests more than yourself absolutely so take that time to you know volunteer do all that extra work so you get that high reward at the end it's all about you no one's going to invest in you other than you absolutely how does your wife feel about all that? She loves it. She loves the whole military life. She's always, she told me that she wanted the military life as a younger adult. Are you, is she from California as well? She's from California as well. Okay. Same hometown. Same hometown. Newer since kindergarten. Are you guys high school sweethearts? No. We uh, got separated at one point, but then we reconnected. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. How does her family feel about you serving? Oh, she, I'm pretty sure they love it. Especially with the whole like job security and having a home for the baby and everything all lined up for us. That's one of the tough things right now that we're dealing with COVID. It's hard yeah. for the, is this, uh, you know, like this is a grandbaby for, uh, for your, for your folks. It's gotta be hard for them not to come out. Yeah. Especially with like all the restrictions coming up. Absolutely. And Makes it hard. You know, FaceTime does one thing too, but getting have you been back home during I'm the not, pandemic? This whole entire time I hasn't I haven't been back. Oh, why not? It's just like, you know, it's too too far, too expensive. It just adds up. Yeah. And you know. I in the back of my head I'm like, I'll eventually be back. It just takes time. So you haven't been back since graduation? In between uh, tech school? Did you go I did go back in between tech school and here. Do some recruiter assistance? No, oh. I, didn't, I didn't do it. I know I messed up. That, that's that free. That, that's that, that free that, that vacay. Free, that's that free chicken right there. Yeah. I, I, well, there you go. If I could tell my younger self. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know we come up with something. Yeah. So tell me your most memorable maintenance story. Oh, well, there's, there's this one and it involves a Sergeant Cruz too. There was this one thing where um, they wanted like a, I believe it was like a B5 stand. And I got a B5 stand, took it, and because of the Okinawa corrosion, by the time I got to the spot, the wheel was completely, like, corroded off, detached. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, (laughs) what do I do? I mean, like, fog and everything. So I had to call up, you know, leadership. And thankfully... The corrosion was only to the bare metal instead of a bolt, so we had everything intact. But I still remember getting like that, um, the straps and strapping it back on together and just towing it back <laughs> to the shop. But yeah, it's that corrosion that kills me. I'm going to end this one. Uh, this will be the final question that I'll ask you. Usually I ask it somewhere in the middle. But from Long Beach, again, 25 years old. Working some jobs prior to, maybe going to school, you're married, you have your first child now, you live on the other side of the planet uh, from California, here in Okinawa. A lot of stuff that you've, you've been through, you've talked about some adversity. 
But what makes you you? Who are you? The people surrounding me. They all make me. I feel like I'm molded from them, especially listening to their stories and listening to their mistakes. I see their mistakes and I see how I could avoid those same mistakes that they've been through. Just slowly make myself almost as like, almost like what they want me to be, you know, if that makes sense. Well, makes perfect sense. And we'll end it with this. Who's the next to interview? Who should I, who do you think I should be interviewing next? Oh, definitely Sergeant Cruz, 100%. Sergeant Cruz. 100%. You going to tell him to send me an email so I can get on the show? Oh, yeah, 100%. Living a maintenance life is tough. Take care of that beautiful baby that you just had. Take care of your wife. Take care of the uh, Northside age like I know you will. Balance the best that you possibly can. And thank you for living a maintenance life. Thank you. Teammates, again, thank you for listening. If you or anybody you know wants to be a part of the show, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, Los AF Jefe. Be happy to have you on the show. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored by the Department of Defense or the United States Air Force. Though we may use name, ranks, and duty titles, this podcast is strictly opinion-based by the member and myself. Cleared off headsets, Los AF Jefe, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.